Hello, everybody, and welcome to Affinity's Federal Credit Union's Wellbeing and Your Wallet series, Spend, Save, and Borrow with Confidence. I am here to say a warm welcome to my two special guests, Grant Gallagher and Sean Lubitz, who will take us through an exciting episode on, is it time to break up with your bank? And I did supply a Kleenex to both Grant and Sean ahead of time. So welcome, gentlemen. It's great to see you both again. Thanks, Jackie. How are you today? Thank you, Jackie. I'm doing great. Again, my, my name is, is Sean Lubitz. I'm the Assistant Vice President of Retail uh, Branching here at Affinity Federal Credit Union. And I am Grant Gallagher, the Head of Financial Wellbeing and Brand Communications here at Affinity. Thanks for having us, Jackie. Thank you guys for joining me. Yeah, last time we talked, uh, Grant had the pleasure of kind of kicking us off with the icebreaker. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one away from him this time. So you kind of touched upon it a little bit, Jackie. But my question to both of you is: Is it time to break up with your bank? Um, and how do you know if you are getting the best experience? I think people get uh, a little complacent, right? They've been with a, an institution for so long. So how do we know that we're getting the best experience possible? You know, I think the the most important thing is is I mean, one, you know going back to thinking about your financial well-being, what's important to you? Is, is your financial institution meeting your needs? What's important to you? You know, some, some consumers are very rate-driven, and as long as they're getting the best rate, that's all that matters to them. It doesn't matter if, you know, they can never get in touch with somebody. There's nobody who wants to talk to them in a branch. You know, their, their other needs aren't being met. But, you know, I think I speak for myself and, and most people where they want to feel supported. They want to feel like their financial institution is there and accessible to them, um, and they can get the advice they need to feel, feel comfortable and confident about their financial situation. Um, you know, I, I don't think if you're looking just for rate, you're going to get that, but, you know, there, there could be a unicorn out there, and, you know, if anybody has that recommendation, you know, please send your comments to grantgatefinityfcu.com. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. But it, I, I think it's, it's really... If you're if you're just not feeling supported, you feel like your needs aren't being met. That's that's the moment where you really need to look around and, and find out what else is out there, because it's you know it's also entirely possible that you know you've been with that same institution for 10, 20 years. We we see a lot of that at Affinity, and you know if you haven't taken a look to see what else is out there, you you might be missing out. There might be something that that is a, a better situation, um, you know that can really support your financial well being. Yes, I agree with you. There's many different relationships that we all have over the course of our lifetime. And obviously, banking is one of them. And what I challenge on this question that you just asked, Sean, is not only just break up with your bank, but break up with that app, break up with that other fintech that you might have sort of sauntered over and started using on, you know, as you downloaded it, because they did have a better rate. And think about the relationship that you're putting at the center of this, because as we want to talk about through well-being in your wallet, it's not just about the transactional relationship with money, it's your emotional connection and how you're doing overall. So I'll give you my quick breakup story. Um, I actually, first job ever out of high school, I worked for a bank, very large um, global bank, and they still have an account of mine. So I don't know if I broke up with them, I just kind of have ghosted them. <laughs> so I don't use them. I, I you know see them once in a while because they'll pop up here and there for tax purposes every year. But why I did not continue with them, they had every service, they had every device, they update things on a regular basis and you know promote to me different things that they're offering. But I worked in that environment and it hasn't changed in over 20 years. So have they really kept up with what I need as a consumer? And more importantly, in the credit union movement of people helping people, 
how have they really helped me? I've, I've even gone to them for advice. I had my first mortgage before working at Affinity with them. They never ever really cared about that process. So I would say, again, I didn't officially break up and close every account, but I'll use the term, you know, that may be still current ghosting, but I definitely, <laughs> you know, have put it down and said, thank you so much. I'm happy with where I am at Affinity right now. You, you know, Jackie, you, you hit on something that, that really resonated with me where, you know, there's a lot of fintech and app-based finance options out there, and they're usually really good at one thing. But, you know, if you really want something that can handle your financial life holistically, that's not it. You know, you're going to wind up juggling between, you know, half a dozen to a dozen different apps to get all your different needs met. And nobody, nobody that you're meeting with is probably going to know the whole picture because they're, they're just seeing that one little snapshot. So, you know, that, that can be a lot to deal with. That can be really stressful. And, you know, I always encourage people to put their painful part of their financial life, AKA paying their bills on autopilot and, if you're going to a dozen different places to manage that, it's it's going to be tiring and frustrating and probably not the best thing for your, your financial well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I think you're hitting on something as well. And Sean, I, I want to ask you the question you sure. asked both of Grant and I a minute ago. But when I look back at my banking experiences, um, I don't know about both of you guys, but I love seeing our employees and in our branches. Like I go visit them. But most of my banking is done via my mobile device, right, my phone. And when you were just saying this about being really good at things, fintechs have been disruptors because of that very thing. The one thing that they're good at, you know, whether it's uh, Chime or SoFi or others, they have come into our landscape a bit. But the relationship is where we want to kind of continue that trust from. And hopefully it's harder to break up with somebody that you do see, have a dialogue with, cares about your well-being. And we'll talk a little bit more later, right, about the credit union movement versus traditional banking. Mm -hmm. But I I just want to challenge everybody who is listening today. um, If you find quality in this podcast, forward it to somebody you know that doesn't use a credit union. It doesn't have to be affinity, just doesn't use a credit union. And challenge them to break up with their bank, you know, and let us know how that goes for you. We'd love to post you later on in one of our future uh, podcasts to see what that story was like and, 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 and have a little discussion over that if we could. So Sean, let me, let me ask you the question you asked us. Sure. Have, I hope you've broken up with your bank. I have. You know? I have. Good. Um, Good. <laughs> it's, um, I've been fortunate enough, obviously, being in banking for almost 20 years now. I've seen it from the other side. I've seen it from the inside of you know, small community banks, larger commercial banks, and then also, fortunately, from Affinity Federal Credit Union. Um, and there are a lot of differences. And one of the things that we, we really kind of pride ourselves on here is we don't say service, right? So service to me is, is being an order taker. It's, it's, you know, providing a service with a smile, which is not a bad thing. But when we talk about experience, it's much more than that. Um, we touched on it on our, our last podcast about financial well-being, but it really is developing the relationship, making sure we're doing the right thing for the person in front of us, um, not looking at it as, you know, from a global perspective and saying, this is what's best for everyone. So really developing the relationships and making sure that, you know, we put them in the right products and services is very, very important. And the one kind of question I would pose to the listeners as well is, you know, is it, is it your financial institution that's committed to you or is it you that's committed to getting the most from your financial institution? Because I think it's a, a, very, a very good question everybody should ask themselves because there's a lot of options out there. And am I making this financial institution, this bank work for me? Or are they proactively seeking out opportunities for me? Are they, are they looking out for my well-being versus me having to fight 
to make sure that I stay in a, in a good place? Yeah, it's a great question that I want to hear from both you and Grant on. And what I'd also like to hear um, more throughout this podcast episode is why does it matter right now because of all the environments that we're going through? We talked last time about inflation and the pressure or stress that people might be feeling right now. How can a credit union better handle and enable you as a consumer to kind of go through these different market cycles. And really just to cover what we're going to cover today, so you all have a little preview, it's how to do this. Because sometimes I know myself, why haven't I closed that ghosted relationship I mentioned before? It takes me time. Banks don't make it easy to leave. And we do have some specialty in helping people untangle. And, you know, like Grant said, you know, bill pay is a big one, how we can help you through that process here at Affinity. So we'd love to cover the next, you know, 20 some odd minutes with you guys talking a little bit about the difference between credit unions and asking and answering the question you just asked, Sean, you know, what's in it for them versus what's in it for us? Um, And maybe Grant, I'm going to turn this question to you because you are not only an extraordinary ombudsman for the well-being portion of Affinity, go out there and Actually, everyone is going to be recognized as a community partner in October, and we'll tell you more about that as well in a future podcast. Congratulations, Grant. in the community. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to have some hardware behind them. You're going to start seeing (laughs) trophies appear, sashes even maybe. But Grant, let let me ask you the question, um, and then we'll go to Sean's question, which is kind of connected. Why credit unions? What do credit unions do um, for its members or our membership differently than a bank? And then we can ask questions of what Sean just asked of each other. Why? Yeah, th- thanks, Jackie. You know, I, I think I think the key component, you know, when it's it's really fundamental to the relationship between the member and the credit union, and that's right, it's it's a member. Uh, when you're looking at a bank, the customer is a source of profit, and the sole purpose of that institution is to meet their mission and provide typically some sort of revenue for their shareholders. Well flip that on its head, a credit union, our members are our shareholders. They, they are literally the lifeblood of who we are. So when you join as a member of any credit union, you become a partial member owner. And it Part doesn't matter if it's... Yeah, right? Yeah, this it's, cooperative it's, it's, spirit that we hear a exactly. lot about too. Yep. So, you know, whenever we are making any sort of decisions as an organization, the members' well-being is at the core of that. You know, we're, we're not thinking about shareholders and, and generating profit. We're thinking about the well-being of our members because they're owners, and that's, that's who's most important to us. And, you know, one of the things that you, you see in a lot of different places is when somebody gets a peek behind the curtain at that store or that restaurant or that industry, they're kind of like, uh, yeah, that's not really for me. Well, I can't say that I've ever met somebody who works at a credit union that wasn't also a credit union member. You know, they get to peek behind the scenes, they get to see how the sausage is made, and they still go, yeah, this is, this is the right place for me. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, both um, Sean and I, you, you came out of banking, I've come out of banking, mm-hmm. you know, and you asked the question of us, what do you think banks feel compelled to stay their course? Obviously, Grant just gave more than a reason or two compelling <laughs> why everyone should join a credit union, right? All should be partners in this and members in this with us, people helping people movement. So banks, people helping people, mm, probably not so much. So what do you think banks do it for? The business of it? Yeah, I think I think it's the business of it. It's the growth aspect, right? We, we talk a lot here about Affinity that we, we don't sell widgets. We, we will never do that. Yeah, you know, when someone enters a branch or calls over the phone, 
we're not looking at it from how many checking accounts or savings accounts or credit cards can we put in this person's hand. It really is driving the relationship. Again, that credit card might come down the road. That auto loan might come down the road. The mortgage might be five years from now. Um, but we just want to make sure it's the right time in their journey for that product or service. So I can confidently say that everyone on the front line, not just you know in the branches, but over the phone as well, and even our support areas, we really go out of our way to look through the eyes of the member and make sure we're doing what's right by them. As far as being proactive, one of the best phone calls I think you know, the branches and everybody here would agree on is, unfortunately, when COVID did hit and a lot of things shut down, we made a lot of outbound phone calls to our members just to see how they were doing. Yes. And surprisingly to me, it surprised those members that we even reached out and asked that question. Um, it was kind of sad, actually, a little bit that they were, they were so excited just to hear from us because they haven't seen us in such a long time. Um, some of them were doing just fine, and it was great to hear that they were okay. Others were really struggling. They may have just lost their job or potentially lost a family member, which is a very, very tough situation. Isn't that because we, we pride ourselves, I think, too, on the sense of community? So Absolutely. when you had asked before this question about banking, what's in it for banks? Well, let's flip that question. What's in it for credit unions? We really believe and pride ourselves um, in the community aspect of what we do. So maybe, you know, Grant, I'll, I'll take it to you first and then back to you, Sean. But like, mm -hmm. how much does that really embed itself? People ask me all the time, well, Credit unions don't have the bank services. No, actually we do. We have everything that a major issuer offers. Car products, auto loans, savings accounts, CDs. I can go on and on and I won't. But the community is something that's not a product, right? It's a feeling. It's that emotional connection. It's part of your well-being. It's actually one of the five pillars in the overall well-being spectrum alongside of financial, right? So. Tell me a little bit about the community aspect, Grant, if you will. So, you know, I've, I've been on uh, a part of Affinity uh, for 13 years now. And, you know, one of the things that has always been a consistent message is good corporate citizenry, making sure that you're part of the community, making sure that you, you have, you know, a presence both in nonprofits, both in the education space. Um, you know, I've, I've had the privilege of, of running our, our education programs for close to a decade now. And nobody's ever come to me and said, you know, what's the profitability of this? It's always just been, we're out in the community teaching people, helping people because it's the right thing to do. And, you know, I, I feel lucky because I don't think that that's necessarily a priority for, for other people. At, at, you know, if you go to another business, they're probably going to ask what the ROI is at some point, And that's going to be a very hard conversation to have. Now, you know, for some banks, they, they do have, you know, the Community Reinvestment Act credits. And there is, there is some, uh, you know, dollars and cents that they can probably equate that to. But that's never been our focus and and a lot of the credit unions that I interact with, that's kind of the same same approach that they have. They do financial education, they do volunteerism, they they usually have a, a foundation, and they do it because it's the right thing to do, and it's something that their members also encourage and support. The people helping people part, right? And I know yes, uh, our, in our next segment we're going to talk about how your team directly has those wow moments and helps people every day. But continue your thought on this question around community, please, if you would. Yeah, no, I Grant spoke very, very well about it. Um, the member relief fund, I think, is another huge piece that came out of, you know, the unfortunate situation with COVID. But 
we've been able to help a lot of our members within our communities just with their basic finances by giving them a $500, yeah, I guess we would consider it a grant, right? A $500 grant, again, with no, no expectation of any return on that money whatsoever. Um, we've helped a lot of people who, you know, we're in a situation where they're struggling buying right, food for their family. Right, paying for medication, and keeping that, an electric um, bill, staying in their, in their actual home, right? It's Yeah, and that that connection goes a really long way. And that's one of those things I always say, it's it's very easy to go home and go to sleep at night, knowing that not only, you know, as a, a person am I looking out for the individuals in the credit union, but the credit union itself as an organization really is dedicated to assisting our members and, and being really involved in the communities in which we serve. I mean, you think about it too, and I wanted to connect this to the next segment if I could, but the purpose of why credit unions do what they do, you know, it's not something that I ever took lightly when I joined, but every person I connected with upon starting at Affinity knew our mission, could, unlike any other company I ever worked for, it just rolled off the tongue. And why? It was because I think everyone really felt that sense of purpose in really working through the communities and our members to give them the best financial life to get to their dreams, right? It's, it's inherent in how we think, not just what we do. So I want to pivot to talk a lot about what we do in this next segment, Sean, if I could start with you, because this is your team um, that you have developed over time sure. and, and really worked with to cultivate coming out of COVID and the pandemic. So can you tell me a little bit about some of those things that you're most proud of as it relates to how our members work, how our team members work with our members in the community. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the biggest thing that stands out to me is just the empowerment that we do give to the employees to make the right decision based on the members' needs. Um, I know I've, I've been at financial institutions before that I've, that I've previously worked at, and you've had a fee twice, you know, reversed twice this year. Under no exception are you getting another one. Uh, we take everything case by case. We, we really want to make sure that we are doing the right thing for the member and reversing a fee is not necessarily the solution. It might be a, a step in the right direction to help them, but it needs to be a deeper conversation to ensure we really get down to the root cause of, of what got them in that situation and make sure we help them kind of build their way out of that. Uh, a couple, we have, we have these, these instances constantly throughout the branches and over the phone where we're really going you know, above and beyond to help our membership, but a couple that really stick out to me. One, we had a, a, a member who just became a resident of the United States. At the point, it was about five years ago. And they came into the credit union to establish their membership. They had zero credit. So we obviously have the conversation. We educate them about you know building their credit. We do have secured cards that we offer to help people, whether they have limited credit um, or they had poor credit in the past and helping them build it. Uh, but we did do a financial checkup with him um, about 12 months later with that secured card. And he was a little hesitant at first because he was comfortable. He, he knew how it worked and he was in a good situation. But after the team member had a conversation with him, explained to him that not only the, the benefits of releasing those funds back to him, but also the positive impact it would have on his credit to establish a higher limit credit card um, and obviously use it in a proper way. But he was so blown away that we took the time to really educate him and push him a little bit out of his comfort zone because we knew it was the right thing for him that um, his exact words, actually, and I, I wrote it down, knowing we, we might chat about this a little bit, but his exact words were, I'm going to tell my friends and family how a financial checkup is just as important as a medical checkup. Yes. And I think we spoke about that on our last podcast as well. It is, there's a lot of responsibility for anyone who works in finance and is working with um, 
members, customers, and their their finances. Yes, I love that. I think that's not only well said by that member, but that story about how you've moved them through the journey. And you know, I know for a fact that when I joined Affinity and to this day, many members will reach out and say, I was back on my feet because you helped counsel me at this time. You didn't just advise me, you helped work through as a counselor in this process, as a partner in this process, something that you said at either this last um, episode or, or this current one, because most people don't want to raise their hand for something like this. It's, it's a moment that is a little bit more, I don't know how to say it, but it's a reserve moment. You don't necessarily want to put it all out there, right? Yeah. And the best education yep. and the best tools in the world, self-service-wise, are not going to get you the connection that we're trying to get to with our members through the well-being lens. And I, Absolutely. The, the, I was, I'll say, too, really quick, the... Um, kind of the ultimate prize, if you will, for myself, the branches and the team members is seeing those successes over time. So seeing someone go from a secured card to a, a traditional credit card to buying their first auto loan. And then we've had situations where five years later, they they purchased a home. That's right. And they would just come in just to thank us, which is outstanding. When things happen, I mean, I mean when we had the pandemic and even now, people have course correction. You know, it's not mm-hmm. one straight line up, right? It's not just all success and you feel like you're thriving. We want people to check back in with us, which we covered last time, why it's so important. But I also wanted to turn this to Grant for a second because Grant works on something that's really important um, around the Gallup research, which is listening to our members' problems, right? Innately understanding how members are being served. So for all of you out there who want to break up with your rank, this is a really main reason why. Um, We're not just like that little, um, you know, insert here your comment. (laughs) kind of company. We don't handle just to read it and, oh, that was interesting. We want to help solve it. And we call it problem incidents. What was your problem and why did it occur? So Sean's team is is resourced on both sides, not only helping to get through the secured card process, but what if that card doesn't work or something's happened and you had a problem with it? So Grant, do you want to just also talk a little bit about the importance of the other side of the equation, (laughs) right? When something doesn't go right in the support column, how, how do we sort of crowdsource and rally around that if you could? Yeah, thanks, Jackie. You know, we we have a pretty comprehensive survey that goes out on on a regular basis with, uh, in partnership with Gallup, and we capture a lot of this feedback and information of you know when something doesn't go right. And you know, unfortunately, the reality is we we don't get it perfect 100 percent of the time. But when we do have that miss, you know, we want to know what happened. We want to we want to follow up with you. We want to make sure that we can make it right. Um, and this is a, a great system that we have in place that gets this information out to the different business lines based off of, you know, what happened, where it occurred, what we can do to make it better, um, and gives us some additional insight of, of what the member's perspective is. Because that's, you know, that's something that we don't always have the pleasure of knowing. It's always our perspective. And, right. and you've shared those antidotes from members with us. So I know course, over the course yeah. of time when they come in, we don't only receive them, but we read them, we digest them. And I think back to Sean's point earlier too, we're trying to meet the member where Mm -hmm. they need to be met. So I've never seen a team want to go after really helping a member as much as I have here. But I would say that's a major reason why, um, you know, relationships at the heart of why you stay with a financial institution or why you break up with one, right? It's the willing to go the extra mile in that process through all of this. and you know, I, I, one of the things that I, I really want to emphasize is is the value of of this process and how serious we take it. Where you know, this feedback is making its way all the way up the food chain to see what we can change from a, a policy or procedure perspective to make sure that we're fixing what the problem is. Um, you know, we we want it to be as as 
good of an experience for, for everybody involved. So it's not, you know, like you said, we're not just dropping the, the common card in a box and walking away. We're listening. We're, we're reacting. We're, we're trying to make things better uh, literally every, every day. That's right. And improving that process is part of the experience difference that I think credit unions had been a little bit slower for a while to be able to afford the efficiencies that digital tools or other tools offer. Now we're on par with banking. Yeah. And I think the difference is both what you said, Sean, and what you just added, Grant, is we're constantly listening. We're looking at the data to help inter- interpret and produce a better outcome the next time. So anyone listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. please let us know how we can continue to do that better what we're missing still, because again, we haven't solved it all. It's a continuous cycle that we want to keep improving to be better experience overall for you as a member. And in closing, I'll just ask this final question to both of you, since you've been here for some years now. Um, What was your, as you know, maybe it's yourself helping one of our members or seeing someone else, a team member in action, but what's one of the more prideful moments that you could recall? Obviously you you said, Sean, before member relief. Um, just to explain that member relief started as a relationship between our affinity foundation and our frontline team members. So that's a prideful moment for me because it was really not there before we were coming out of the pandemic. And now it's such a great way of helping someone as a member get that extra lift that they need from that one-time gift and grant. Anything else that comes to mind between Sean or, or Grant, that's another prideful moment that you had that you wanted to share about the experience at affinity. Yeah, one one thing I will share when I was in when I was in the branch as a manager, I did a, a system member who unfortunately her husband passed away, and she had a lot of questions. Obviously, nobody's prepared to go through that situation, and the amount of empathy that not only I but just the entire branch showed her to make sure that we we took care of her and we relieved as much of the financial stress from her as possible. Right in that situation, um, it was amazing to kind of see her come out of that. And the appreciation she had for us, um, again, just being their bankers, just being the, the team members in the branch. And she actually is someone who we, we've recently hired that is actually now working here at Affinity. So Full circle. It, it yeah. all goes full circle. Yeah. And again, we just want to make sure we have the right people here. We can provide the resources. We can provide the processes. We can tweak those things. But we also want to continue to, to grow the employees that we have here and continue to kind of drive that mindset of, the member is first and the member always will be first. And that starts with our leadership and, and you, Jackie, being one of them, I've, I will take a lot of pride in being an employee here. I've never heard anything different. It's, and it's about that purpose that we all feel, regardless of what our role is and what level in the organization. I think we all share that same purpose and mission that mm-hmm. I mentioned before. So Grant, um, finish us out with this segment before we talk about the member mailbag for a second. But what, what else do you find pride in, given that you're going to be held in high esteem in October at our first ever <laughs> Affinity Foundation Gala. We'll send more information to our viewers about that shortly, too. Uh, no, th- so tell us, Grant, you, about all of your contributions. Please don't be shy. You know, I, I think one of the the most exciting moments that I've had at Affinity was, and, and you know, I, I talk a lot about financial well-being with different staff at different levels, um, but this one goes back a, a couple years where we were doing a training on, on financial well-being. And, you know, everybody feels great about financial well-being. They, they want to deliver it. They want to take it to the membership. But, you know, one of the comments from, from one of the staff in the training was like, you know, I talk with my neighbor all the time and they have a lot of debt and, you know, but they keep spending all this money on their truck. Like they, they have this really nice truck and they're adding all this stuff to it. And like every other week I, I, I see, you know, them with something different on it. 
you know, how, how can I help them achieve financial well-being if they keep wasting all this money on their truck? And, you know, I, I took a step back and, you know, I think I mentioned this in, in the last episode where financial well-being is highly personable, personal to every individual. Yes. If that person, if their truck is their pride and joy and the, the number one thing that they will always spend money on because it makes them happy, then they, they are living their best financial life. That's you know, right. They, they, they may not be yep. bothered by the bills that they have to pay for it. You know, That's they, right. They're they, thriving. They're they, not exactly. going to break up with that truck. They'll definitely yes, maybe yes. break up with their yes. bank, but they will not break <laughs> up with that truck. So, so my, my joy was, was the aha moment that that employee and team member got when I explained that to them and they're like, oh, like we really need to dig in deeper and ask questions and like really understand where people are to make sure that we're, we're helping them the best that, that we can. And, and, you know, we, we have those conversations all the time across, you know, whether it's the call center and the branches with our loan center, um, we're always trying to have those conversations to really understand what's, what's important to the member. So we're giving them the right advice. And how is he paying for those parts? That's right, right. Cash back, use, that, right? use that debit, cash back debit. Okay. <laughs> the one thing I'll say in that before we go to the mailbag is let's meet the member where they want to be met. So all of you out there listening, please let us know where you want to be met. Um, we're happy to help you break up with that bank of yours at any time if you are new to Affinity. And we welcome any further conversation on our podcast series in the future. So with that, Grant, why don't you get those uh, that mailbag out, reach deep All inside right. and pull out that question for us. If yeah, you let's, let's dig it up. All right. Um, so just a reminder, our member mailbag can be uh, reached at any of our social media channels. Just make sure to mention the Wellbeing in Your Wallet podcast member mailbag, and you can send in any of your questions, comments over to the team, and we'll answer it on an upcoming episode. So on today's member mailbag, uh, I received a question from a member, and it's, I recently graduated from college and started my first real job. I have no clue where to start with managing my income and expenses. What are the easiest ways to start budgeting? I will say this, that would be a dream for a member to walk into, a, into one of our branches and, and ask that question. Um, I, what I would say, anybody that's in such a, an early stage of their financial journey is you won't miss what you don't have. So if you're just getting started, if you, if you just got your first job, take 5% of that, 10% of that paycheck, whatever, whatever works for you in your budget and put that away and you're not going to miss it. It's very hard when you're further into your financial journey to change your savings habits. Um, so the, the first thing I would say is get in that habit of putting some of that away and you're not gonna miss it. You never had it to begin with. Um, the, the other thing I will say too is I, I tell anyone who starts here at Affinity that, that works in branches or anybody that have the opportunity to, if they work for a company that offers any kind of 401k, that is free money if they do a match. Um, so I would start with your, your employer too and see if there's any benefits that they might offer you. And then I would encourage you to come into one of my branches and have this conversation. And uh, any one of our team members will absolutely dig in a little bit deeper and make sure that we're, we're setting you up for success also right. short term and long term. Yeah, I think they can call as well, right, and help yes. uh, get access. That was just me to, being selfish, yeah. but yes, and, absolutely. And definitely walk in because it is worth <laughs> it is worth the visit when you're coming in to see Sean and his team. The other thing I just add really quickly is, um, you know, when you're starting out, we'd love for you to just be involved in the community with us. So we have a great opportunity through our foundation to not only get the financial education that Grant and his team leads through basic topics, and over time we've done webinars now, more than seminars, so they're all 
available on demand through um, any social media platform, quite honestly, out there. You can find us. But really, uh, we'd love to have you part of the community where you could also not only learn, but then help teach the next generation. And that's where I really think most of us thrive in the credit union space is that people helping people concept over time. So after you're done with Sean and setting up all these new engagements with us, come out and, <laughs> and volunteer and definitely take on that financial literacy piece as well. So thank you, Grant, because I know there's some education that we might want to talk about, too, in a, in a spotlight moment around counseling from a credit perspective, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and before I jump over to that, you know, I, I did just want to also want to mention, too, because we, we talked about this a little bit on, on our last episode, is saving for retirement, too. You know, we want to make sure that that's part of your budget. And that's obviously something we would talk to you about if you came in for a, a counseling session or, or, I'm sorry, a financial checkup. Um, but it's like the, the, the saying goes, the, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, the next best time is today. So, you know, make sure that you're always including that in any of your budgeting plans. And, you know, like Sean said, if you, if you put a home for it, if you, if you put it somewhere, you're not going to miss it, you know, but if, if you have that slush fund of, of fun money just sitting there, you're going to be real tempted to spend it and find a way to do so. So take away that temptation and, and, and you know, you're not going to have safe. Yeah. You're not going to have all the answers. So this person's yeah. already winning yeah. by asking this question yeah. in the mailbag. So and if perhaps you have gone a little over your skis on spending, Grant, what do we have available to our, our members out there? That's a lovely transition, Jackie. We have our consumer credit counseling services to any of our members. Uh, one of the nice benefits of membership here at Affinity is that we have free credit counseling services through both Navicore Solutions and Consolidated Credit. Um, both agencies are available to any of our members. Uh, they offer a whole slew of services, including uh, credit report reviewing, budget reviewing, debt management, housing counseling. There's a whole bunch of things that they offer to our membership. Um, and, you know, all you need to do is, one, be a member, and two, be willing to make a call to them. Uh, and they, they have a, vari a various number of ways that you can connect with them, both online and over the phone or even in person, potentially. I'm not sure if our friends over at Navicor have resumed those in-person sessions yet, but uh, they did once upon a time, and I'm sure they will once again. That's right, and we're ready to, to help people virtually, as, as you said before. I, I love the credit counseling aspect of it for a couple of reasons. We can probably have a whole podcast episode on that in the future, but it's mm -hmm. one of the things that stands out to me from a member moment because I've seen so many members, as Sean has spoken about as well, and Grant has educated that, this is one of those areas that really is a differentiation between just having your FICO score available on a bank website or mobile environment, then knowing what to do to actually improve your credit and get to those goals that Grant was mentioning before. So again, thank you both to Grant and Sean for all of the great dialogue today. And, and we want to hear from you out there, um, not only the members we have when you broke up with your bank and, and how that went, but also um, please forward this information out and let others break up with their bank with Affinity. Uh, we're happy to help. And as we said before in this episode, there are a tremendous amount of team members here who believe in the purpose and the mission of the credit union movement and really want to help meet members where they need to be met. So with that, Grant, I'll kick it back to you so you can let everybody know um, where to find us and, and what's up next. All right. Thank you, Jackie. Yeah, you can find us on all of the social channels at Affinity FCU. Uh, we'll be keeping up-to-date news on the next episode of our podcast and our podcasting schedule, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, we're published on all major podcasting platforms, so choose your favorite one and subscribe there. Um, and please make sure to uh, send us your comments. We can include them in the member mailbag 
We always love any member feedback. So, you know, please share your, your stories, anecdotes, questions, comments with us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And we'd love for you guys to take a selfie when you go to the branch with one of Sean, either Sean or one of his team members <laughs> when, when you've broken up with your bank. I'll be there. Definitely come out and, and do that with us, please. <laughs> yes, go go check out our website. Give us a call. Stop in. Um, I think Jackie alluded to this earlier. We have the products and services that the big banks have. We really do. We have the digital solutions that they that they have. Um, but more importantly than even that, the the dedicate the dedication to the members in the community is second to none. So please um, check us out. Do your homework. Come see us. Give us a call. We would be happy to hear from you. Excellent. And thank you all again for listening today with us. We really appreciate the time you spent with us on well-being and your wallet. Spend, save, and borrow with confidence with Affinity Federal Credit Union. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you.